0: Like, Chris, it's a finale, man. You got to do finale-type stuff. Nah, man. This is the one that... The last episode was a penultimate episode, and now it's like the grand... You know, we said the drive. fireworks.
1: We should have said the draft for this, for this yeah.
2: episode. Nah,
0: nah. Draft is penultimate. It's like the Battle of the Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: have
1: no clue what you're saying. Or, or, right or... <laughs> <Yeah>. You
0: <laughs> no, know Battle of the Bastards. Or, yeah. or the war... Uh, where all the white walkers killed everybody and then they raised them up. Yeah. That was a penultimate episode. It's like those big, like, whoa. Yeah. And then you have your finale. You fell loud, let's hit the dance floor. Don't work too hard, my break a backbone. Return of the Mac, the king is back, though. Corvette and Cash, I never liked, those She saw the stone,
2: you know how that go. Fatality, my diamonds that cold. Versace chunks, I hit my backstroke. Knock on the door. She at the back, bro taste blue eyes with a low welcome to first and 15 the only podcast that's trying to get you paid i'm here with two time ffpc champion ab next to him is my guy, dio the machine guys We've been drafting since around May, early May. Really, AB has been drafting since early Mm -hmm. May. The landscape has changed since then. How have you guys not only have changed drafting, but let's talk about uh, this first waiver run, which is over now. Have you guys retooled your teams already? Who are you looking to drop? Who are you looking to pick up on the waivers? Since the episode is going to come out after this first waiver run, Feel uh, free to uh, drop some jewels on us We I mean, got another one on Sunday. Yeah, though. we said we got, we got two waiver runs. <laughs> yeah, we, can't, we, <laughs> got, we can't give it all up. We no. still got
0: you. We might have to pick them up next week. Nah, <laughs> I mean, this is, you know there's obvious names
1: on the list. All you got to do is take a look at the uh, ADB, ADP board mm-hmm. uh, from May and take a look at the ADP board today. Yeah. Uh, you know, guys have emerged other guys have fallen um you know situations have become a little bit clearer and then week one is going to happen and you know none of that's really going to matter at all so i mean personally i just can't wait until thursday until this weekend i literally cannot wait i am tired of takes i'm tired of opinions myself included (laughs) i just want to see games okay so uh but yeah i think you know early on uh, going back and kind of doing the self-audit of my teams, uh, this year I think I am glad that I drafted a little bit earlier. Uh, I'm glad that I got in the dynasty a little bit earlier. Dayo, I appreciate you for uh, pushing me over that ledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's definitely uh, taken on a life of its own, uh, but it allowed me to become more acquainted with uh, a lot of the rookies. Uh, you know, in the incoming class, I, I watched a lot of film and developed opinions of my own. And this was pre-draft. So guys like Damian Pierce that I was asking you questions about whether or not Mm -hmm. I should pick him up, you know, before the NFL draft and seeing his landing spot or, you know, being high on guys like Wandell Robinson, you know, I was able to get those guys very early on in the draft season, very late, just because I felt like I believed in their talent and seeing kind of where the NFL is going, as far as, you know, incorporating and bringing rookies along a little bit sooner uh, you know, then, then years past, I felt a little bit more comfortable, especially when I'm taking those guys so late. So, uh, you know, having guys like, you know, you know, Wandale we talked about, or even Romeo Dubs uh, is, you know, for me, like that's been a huge advantage. And then there are guys where the situation wasn't as clear. And I think we talked about it, you know, in our first couple episodes that these are really the situations that we, we were trying to key in on early. And we were trying to, you know, figure out and then, you know, ideally trying to target and drafts. And so, you know, anyone from like a Chase Edmonds going in like the ninth, 10th round or even a Moster going in the 13th, 14th, 15th round, uh, you know, just guys like that where you can like now pull those guys from your bench uh, and, and so, you know, and, and start them uh, immediately or like have that just extra uh, depth on the bench. So, and then the last thing, you know, mention is um, – I think we all kind of, you know, approached injuries in a similar fashion this year. You know, each case being different, but... We were trying to really avoid the Dobbinses of the world, especially more specifically when they were going in the fourth and fifth round. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, you know, we were able to grab Mike Williams, Cortland Sutton, DJ Moore early on in the fifth round, mm-hmm. and pairing them with a Kamara in the third round. And and so you got some of these teams that again, we don't know what's going to happen, uh, you know, come December, come January. But uh, for me, at least, it's a nice good start. So that's a long-winded answer, uh, uh, but I don't know. We, we, what's your thoughts, Dale?
0: I agree with everything you said. Yeah. Um, I definitely feel like the teams I drafted earlier were my better teams. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. all of them because yeah. some of my some of my um, takes or not takes, but some of the people I was on initially, I changed on pretty quickly. Yeah. The more I kind of looked deeper into it. I remember the first draft. I, I really only drafted because Abby had been drafting, and I just wanted to kind of dip my toes in the water a little yeah. bit, and I just jumped in the draft. FOMO. Hadn't, th- hadn't looked at <laughs> rankings. <laughs> Haven't... <laughs> Thought about, you know, situations. I just want to kind of get a feel of the landscape of the yeah. boards because, you know, we're always talking about studying boards and kind of seeing how things fall. Um, I just kind of want to get in a groove. So I did that. You know, it wasn't my best team. I had a, a fair amount of picks I still like, but um, I think by that fourth draft I did, I was like, okay, I got a good feel of it. Yeah. And, and, again, the point that you made as far as you being able to get these guys – um, back then, at such discount, I, I won't even say they're discounted prices because that's what yeah. their price was at that time. Yeah, it wasn't a discount. It's just that their price increased quite a bit since then. Yeah. Um. One thing that I did kind of realize um, that I need to kind of take into account going into draft season next year is um, in our early drafts, the players that were in kind of mysterious situations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As far as you know we might feel it might go a certain way, but we also think it could easily go another way or or we were maybe nervous somebody else was going to come and just kind of change the situation. Players like that were gotten at a a really late price, you know, Mm -hmm. or cheap prices. While the players that there was certainty of, of, those are the guys that was going high. Um, And then as the offseason kind of progressed, those players that we had, you know, a little bit of ambiguity as far as question, mystery they started to rise up the draft boards. And that's, somebody like a Chase Edmonds. Somebody like Kamara. Somebody like a Romeo Dobbs. You know, I wasn't on Romeo Dobbs. I, going through Dynasty, I did recall feeling that maybe Dobbs was the better wide receiver out of the wide receiver, the Packers yeah. mm-hmm. Um And that kind of let me know, be aware of who he was. But he was a guy that going super late. was
2: yeah, well, bizarre, you know, he was days going days super days. late, too. And once
0: yeah. A-Rod started saying that's the wide receiver one, he yeah. shot up. Mm-hmm. Of course, Damian Pierce, we don't really have yeah. to speak on him, but you right. saw how he shot up. So yeah. these players that, you know, you were drafting early in these situations where, yeah, you know, there's not a true def- defined yeah. role as far as what they're going to play – you can give a, a good, such these discounted kind of rates that now you're looking back, you're like, wow, these teams that I was drafted earlier yeah. stacked. You yeah, know, so yeah. I definitely do agree with that. Yeah, and you know? that's
1: how and that and this that was one thing I wanted to change with my approach this year, knowing that I was going to start drafting in May, was to really take a look at the board and circle and highlight guys that I felt whose ADP was going to rise, mm-hmm. uh, and those were the guys that I was targeting. And I still think there are guys that are going a little bit later. Uh, in drafts, you know, uh, that so potentially Shoot. well, I don't know, well you know, over. yeah, like someone like Kadarius Tony, you know, we saw, you know, oh, yeah, you we know he you was going. Yeah, Tony. he was going in the eighth, ninth round uh, at times uh, throughout the offseason. Um, and then we saw his ADP really rise, I think almost to the point where it got to like the uh, back end of the sixth, uh, oh, early wow. seventh. And now. Uh, we're seeing it drop again. And it's just because his name is just not being hurt. You know, you're not hearing his name. And then we Mm -hmm. know that he was down for, you know, he was out for an injury for a period of time. We haven't seen him in preseason. That's the thing. You know, if you're not hearing a player's name or you're not hearing much about him, like these players just tend to drop just by Mm -hmm. like, you mm-hmm.
0: know, out of sight, out of mind. Exactly,
1: exactly. And so he's someone now, like mm-hmm. I, you know, literally, you know, just grabbed in the main event, you know, he's going basically in the eighth round now. Mm-hmm. And so he's someone I'm kind of targeting on my board as far as like, okay, you know, if I'm trying to build a team and I like want to take early stabs at tight end and quarterback, like that's a guy that I may circle and say, okay, here's a guy that, you know, I'm willing to put my chips on as far as like a flex mm-hmm. could really provide something. And yeah. then knowing I compare him with like a Wanda Moore, or uh, Wondell Robinson, like th- those are good options. Yeah. Now on the flip side, and this kind of
0: kind of leads into what we even what was even the reason you brought this question up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are certain players I did draft earlier in the game that now looking back, especially now that we're doing waivers, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, let me kind of get Gronk. these guys off my roster. Yeah. I don't want to say mm-hmm. I was wrong on them. Yeah. But Because yeah. these every player has value, so right. they still have yeah. value. But I just think there's other players. They're yeah. on the waiver wire that I think has more value than them, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? Um, so it's not like I just want to discard them because I think they're trash. Just more so I'm just weighing the balance of value. You know, this guy, yeah. I put this guy in my lineup or on my bench. Give me um, one guy right buck. We were guy. talking about Deontay Foreman. Oh, um, okay. And, you know, people might still have a strong feeling as far as Deontay Foreman being the direct handcuff to C-Mac, so if C-Mac was to go down, which he's done the last couple years, and we've seen that backup running back position for the Panthers be valuable, Mm -hmm. then Foreman is is a great pickup, which I'm not going to totally disagree on. Mm -hmm. I think why I'm starting to waver now is um, I think Chubba Hubbard, I think we were kind of too early in saying he was out -hmm. of the picture.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he'll Um, be involved. I agree.
0: Right, So so... With Chubba Hubbard still being around and them utilizing him as much as they did during this offseason, the the shine on Foreman isn't as bright anymore. Yeah. You know, for me, you know, it's almost where I could go Foreman or Hubbard. Which, and then with that being said, if C Mac was to go down, I wouldn't be surprised if they actually do use both those running backs. So if that's the case, the value of who I or where I was taking Foreman back in, you know, your June, July that's not the same place I have him now, yeah. you know? So yeah, it kind of made me say, you know what? I'm not, I'm not really feeling for me right now. And I was actually going to drop him a fair amount of my team. Yeah. I decided against it, um, but he's a guy that I'm not as high on anymore. And I, I did a draft. Um, within this past week And I saw He was going As late as like The 18th
1: yeah. round yeah, He's going pretty where, late
0: Where you know Back in June He was going as early As like the 13th 14th round Yeah, yeah You yeah. know so he
1: was, People were kind of Seeing him as that High end right. And yeah. it's not just like You know okay Who are you dropping Because you're not Just wanting this To you know Have 19 roster spots In an FFPC Or one less roster spot In whatever mm-hmm. league It's who are you Dropping them for Right uh, And so I think That's the biggest thing yeah. uh, Rock was a big one for me I definitely took that uh, That role yeah roll of the dice uh and crapped out. Uh who knows? He may come back though. That was that was the uh you know a couple of reports to Grady <laughs> Were Brady, you, uh, Brady St- were still you drafted Deshaun Watson? Not really. Yeah. Not yeah. really. I maybe have like one share or so. Okay. One or two shares at max.
0: Are you gonna try to pick him up?
1: Uh no, nah, it's too early for me.
0: So at some point you're gonna try to pick him up?
1: Uh, I don't even know. It just been, I guess it depends on my th- – this year, because of how late or in deep the QB room was, mm-hmm. there, are, there are not a lot of teams where I feel like Deshaun Watson would be very helpful. Yeah. I mean, if he's out there and I got the roster spot and I feel like, okay, maybe he can be a difference maker, yeah, of course. But he's not going to be someone like I'm targeting at this juncture in time knowing he's going to be out 11 games.
0: I don't even think he's rosterable regardless of the situation at all. Yeah. Me either. I think he's yeah. gonna come back way too late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I do know there was a time where a lot of people were drafting him. Yeah. Especially after the news came out that he was gonna be gone for just six yeah. games. Yeah. You know, yeah. people would take him. So I just kinda wonder those players that have him on their ro- or have him on their roster, what are they gonna do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are they gonna drop him or are they gonna ride it out? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think he's the only player, because uh, PUP used to be six games, but now it's four games. So mm-hmm. those players yeah. are coming back pretty soon. D-Hop's injury is, I mean, uh, suspension is six games? Six, six, games, games. six, six games. games. He's going to yeah. come back and, you know, yeah. he'll be fine. So I think it's really Watson is the one player that people have to decide, are they going to mm-hmm. ride him out? Or even, yeah. not even him, but also uh, Jamison Williams? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like yeah. people have to decide, because yeah. he is being drafted pretty much across the board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will tell you one thing about Waiver is
1: I didn't really put any high bids. Uh, on anyone Maybe there's like A league or two Out there uh, nobody where, Yeah maybe there's like A league or two Out there uh Where you know If we have like A thousand dollar budget Maybe I put up like Eighty ninety dollars But I mean that's, That was like a rarity That was the highest you went That mm-hmm. was like a rarity I think most leagues Like I was really Cause what I was saying Is that you know You can get excited About a guy And that's the thing Is like when we're doing I know where this is coming from. Yeah. <laughs> you know? This is Marquez Calloway. <laughs> I, okay, I get it now. <laughs> yeah. I get you it know? now. Okay, yeah. Yeah, but uh <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta yeah, you learn your lessons. But i yeah. you know, and I'm and I'm not approaching every situation, but I I, I did look at the landscape and I didn't see that there was like one guy I had to get. Even someone yeah. like an Isaiah Pacheco, mm-hmm. because there's just no certainty there. Yeah, I cooled so, off on him a whole bunch. Yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. essentially what I did was like, okay. Is there a need on this team? If there was, like, a strong need and a strong player, let me put out that $80 to $90 bid. But there yeah. was, that was a rarity because what I saw was, like, when I took a step back, mm-hmm. say, say you know, say it was a Gronk team and maybe, you know, the only tight end I have is Ingram or even a Hooper. I think I got one team where it's just Same Hooper. Hit, yeah. Uh, You know, obviously, like, early on, Isaiah Likely is out there. I didn't want to, like, blow my fab on Isaiah Likely. You mm-hmm. know, he's right now he's, like, kind of hot name. And, yeah, mm-hmm. he could do good, but, like, they still have Mark Andrews, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. They still have Rashard Bateman. Mm-hmm. What is that? What is the third still option? still Lamar Jackson throwing the yeah. ball. Yeah. Mm. What is the third option in that receiving <laughs> that game right, ever yeah. done, you yeah. know? So, outside of being, like, you know, a really strong handcuff, like, do I really want to blow my fab on that? And then I'm looking at, okay, there's more By handcuffs. the
0: way, don't forget about Devin Duvernay. Don't okay. sleep mm. on him. Other the Ravens. Yeah.
1: But so like I'm looking at this situation where it's like okay Isaiah is out there, mm-hmm. but so is Mo Ali Cox, and that's why I Brevin, saying, jo- Moe, yeah bro, uh, Brevin Jordan in a couple mm-hmm. leagues, and then our boy Conklin. So I'm like, if I really really think Johnny hard, Smith. yeah, and I try to think about the first four weeks of the season as far as like what the production may look like, mm-hmm. you could easily see any one of those four guys out producing yeah, the Allie. pack. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. so why yeah, spend yeah so why spend like eighty to ninety dollars on uh likely knowing I'm only gonna put two to three dollars in for Mo Alley, two I don't to even three for Revin. Why, you're,
0: why you even trying to pick up likely? I'm just saying, you mm-hmm. know, but I'm
1: using an example. Let me ask you this. I'm using an example. But essentially but that so that's that's kinda how I approach the waiver wire. If there was like a large tier player and it wasn't a strong need, it was just two to three dollar bids, well, let me, let me fifteen to twenty dollar bids here. And now. let's
0: speak on waivers yeah. a little bit. If there was a guy that you really liked, yeah. Let let's just let me just throw a name out there. Yeah. If Freaking Damian Pierce was out there. Yeah. On one of your waiver wires. Yeah. How high would you be willing to
1: to That would be dependent on the team. Uphill. That would be dependent on the team. And and I know it's early and I know injuries can happen and that he can be, maybe be helpful down the road. But say say I had three running backs that I felt really good about. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, two running backs that I got like in the first four rounds, okay? Mm-hmm. Or first five rounds. Uh, and then a running back I got like round six, seven. You know, mm-hmm. it's just kinda, you know, pick who whatever names. So I got three running backs that I really like. Um I'm. I'm not gonna blow my fab but, uh, on day Pierce. So give me a
0: number. How much are you like? I may put. What are in like, you comfortable doing?
1: I probably for a situation like that. You know, price and force. I may put in like two twelve. Two twelve. Okay. That's like my so, yeah. That's, so that's like my like price and force end, build. Your top end. Yeah. If I, right yeah now Yeah. it's a zero RB team. RB build team, and like I like I need a running back. Then I'm going to go heavy on it. How, what's heavy? That's why I'm
0: asking you. Like, I can't yeah. give that out. I can't yeah, yeah, go on that. <laughs> okay, you don't want to give it out? Okay, that's fine. That's wait, fine. Wait, no. so if so if I guess if I, I'm trying
1: to see what's the highest you would go on a probably player. Probably like, you know, I'd probably be looking at like six to 700. Okay, Ooh. so 70% of your,
0: 60 to 70% of 60 your, to 70% your budget of my bill off top.
1: For a Pierce on a zero RBA, for, a, build for team, a great player, I mean,
0: you can put any player in there.
1: Well, that's the difference. So say like Alexander Madison was on the waiver. No, no, that's, and, no I'm
0: not ta- I'm talking about a great player, like somebody where, for for instance, for teams that you drafted early, yeah. Probably wasn't being drafted, but then now he's being drafted like in a But that's ninth what I'm saying. Round. Say
1: it was like a handcuff and the, that person you know and the starter got injured. So now they are like it's like a pretty obvious situation yeah, that they're yeah. gonna be there like someone like
0: that, 70%. yeah. I
2: go, I go like seventy, eighty percent. Okay, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. So
0: so you'll blow the majority of your fab on a Hell, on I go really ninety percent if waivers. I have to. Okay. Yeah. So
2: wait, so so let's say that it's a zero R B team. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor goes down. Naheem Hines is there. You'd blow. I blow eighty to ninety percent. Eighty to ninety percent. So,
1: Ooh.
0: what's interesting Ooh. though about everything you just said? Because is I got,
1: kept... I got now, I got potentially anyway, sixteen to seventeen weeks of Naheem Hines. Yeah. You know. So and then the rest of the way I just got to manage my budget and I don't have to necessarily worry about waivers cuz I got most of my money gone. Yeah. yeah so, right. so, <laughs> that's 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 like a mental load just like you know.
0: So so from again from just hearing you talk about this whole thing I yeah. I guess what I t- took from that is you determine your waiver wire ads by your your current structure of your team. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. I think I I'm different in that fact that it really doesn't even matter what type of team I have. If I see a good player on the waiver wire, I'm gonna go yeah. pick them up. Yeah. Like, I got like, like honestly, across all my teams, it's probably gonna be the same type of players I'm picking up because mm-hmm. I'm all about collecting talent.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, no, I agree. You know, so I agree.
0: so whether it's if I have a team where it's zero running back, like I only have like three running backs, yeah. and mm-hmm. I saw Pierce, I'll put a certain amount of Fab up. If I have a team where I have eight running backs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put probably the same amount of fab from somebody like a Pierce because okay. for me it's about gotcha. mm-hmm. getting that talent mm-hmm. on my team. Because, yeah. again, for me it's a game of attrition. Mm-hmm. Guys get hurt. Yeah. Um, just because you have players on your team that are filling certain roles doesn't mean a player that's available won't fill that role better.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: By, for instance, if you have like um, Travis Etienne, yeah. mm-hmm. a great running back, right, mm-hmm. according to the, the way we're drafting. Right. He's starting to give me 15 points a game. Yeah, that's pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then I have somebody else that I can pick up that can probably give me nineteen or twenty. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go try to get that guy, and I'm gonna put ETN on my bench. Mm-hmm. You know, while other teams probably have ETN, they're starting him. Yeah, for me, it's about just collecting the talent. And then, yeah. and then the last point is again, remember this is a, a competition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Across thousands of teams, so you don't want anybody else to get it. bingo. Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to make uh, allow somebody else to get stronger. Yeah, you know, I'm almost yeah. playing a little bit of defense. Like, okay, if if I can't use them, I'm not going to let you use them to be able to not only beat me but get ahead of me over on the field. So again, that that's just kind of interesting that you said. You know, your waiver yeah. wire is determined about yeah. as far as your deal. It, so. it is.
2: It uh, is. Let's stay with the Jags for a second because reports are coming out that uh, Robinson is going to have no limitations. We've been drafting ETN. What did they say? It's no limitations. That's what they said. It says no limitations. It might get a heavy workload. You said that? The
0: coach or some beat reporter said something.
2: Uh, let's look at it.
0: Uh, I mean, that's interesting if they said no limitations because yeah, so. he hasn't got any.
2: That's rip- what Doug Peterson said. No limitations. No limitations. and might get a heavy workload. So he said think, that too. Yeah. So hmm. let's think about where where we're drafting ETN. Since since we're talking about the Jags for a second, where where we've been drafting ETN. And where Robinson, Robinson is one of those players that might still Mm -hmm. be undrafted. Yeah. Um, Not undrafted, but undervalued. In those early leagues, he might be still undrafted. I mean, because at that time, we didn't think that he was going to be back nearly this This early. But I think he's probably still being drafted, but you might be right. So, So let's think about the Jags for a second. How do you guys feel about ETN? Do you feel comfortable about, you know, starting him immediately? Or is he one of those guys that you essentially have to wait and see?
1: I love this story. Mm-hmm. I love the story. I'll put it this way I'm getting in draft just to draft ETN. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I love this story. Like, I, yeah. I love this story. This dude coming off an Achilles, barely practiced, like, yeah. has not played in a game in God knows how long. And he's supposed to get a heavy workload week one. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, all we're hearing about is the most explosive player in camp is ETN. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I have zero shares of James Robinson. No, thank you. He wasn't the most explosive back to begin with. Yeah. Now you're coming off an early Achilles. Mm hmm. How has that fared for anybody coming off an Achilles? Like anybody, name you name me one person coming back from Achilles who's looked good that first year, who's even come back the first year?
2: Yeah, I mm. mean, outside of Cam Akers last year, but it wasn't at the beginning of the season. But yeah, how he look? I mean, it was towards the end of the season. Like how he looked look? Decent. 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 Decent? No, he looked like trash. Eh, okay? He was okay. He like was trash. No, he was not. He was trash. He was serviceable during serviceable. The- yeah, he was serviceable. You clearly did not have any acres on your playoff. Football. No, no, no. no. I actually, I didn't have any acres. On that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now, but personally, for me, yeah, like this, I think you know because you saw ETN get as high as literally, I think like the late second, like early third. So now nice he's falling to the back end of the third, fourth. Um, so. This is like when I've been like trying to get my ETN shared. Before it was a little too high. Now, like with some of the wide receivers that I like being pushed ahead of him uh, and the wide receivers coming after him kind of being in its own tier. And there's a running back tier that I'm just like, you know, when I'm in these large field tournaments, I just don't necessarily feel comfortable drafting in at that 3-4 turn. ETN's is like to me like a guy that I'm willing to take a stab. The upside <clears> there <throat> to me is, is, is tremendous.
0: So when ETN – early draft season when ETM was being drafted, he was actually going in more like the fifth round. Yeah, maybe even the fourth round. Yep. And then this hype started to build around him. People got really excited. I'm not well, really remember, sure. Remember,
1: remember, he was coming off a of list, Frank, and no one knew like how healthy he was. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah so yeah, it was yeah. his okay. first, and it was his first year off the list, Frank. So yeah. people were, like weren't quite sure. And then okay, once so he saw that he was what the healthy, was he sh- Because he shot something up. kind
0: of shot his ADP yeah. up, and he was going yeah. like you were saying early third, as as early as the, the second round. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Full disclosure: I never drafted Etn when he was going in the fifth. Yeah. And I for sure wasn't drafting him when he was going in the third. You know? yeah. uh, but kind of like what you're saying, a, I wasn't jumping the drafts to get ETN. Yeah. But the drafts I, I was in when I did see him go late, I was eventually not targeting him. Because now his yeah. price was back to where it was when the drafts were st- still going on. And I value drafts. So for me, I was looking at it as, um, I mean, ETN is going at such a discount at this moment. Mm-hmm. And if he's as talented as everybody thinks he is, uh, why not get him now and have a, a loaded yeah. roster where I can actually benefit from him? Mm-hmm. Um, so I got, you know, a, a, a trace amount of shares. Uh, it's not too crazy. Now, as far as whether I feel comfortable starting him, yes. Yes, because I think ETN's game and James Robinson's game is different regardless. Yeah. Whether, even if James Robinson was healthy, I think ETN, and we spoke on this last year, because yeah. remember we had the ETN discussion. I was how yeah. ETN is coming into his rookie season. Um, and Abby was looking at him more like he was going to be like a wide receiver, right?
1: No, no, no. I was, I'm still not a really a, you know, I've never been an ETN fan, but I I don't necessarily have to be a fan of the player. It's Kind of like Rashad White. Right. If I, you know, because I do value situation. So me looking at this situation, I like Snoop Connor, but he's a rookie. And, someone, and the other running back is coming off an Achilles and there's nobody else. This is a team that I do see being in negative game scripts. Right, right. I'm doing I'm it in just, the same way as Swift. But I'm just talking spread.
0: about kind of how, what we were discussing last year. I think... Um, part of the discussion we were having last year was when um, Urban Meyer drafted him. They were talking about, especially when he first started practicing with the team, they were talking about practicing him a lot with the receivers, you know, running yeah. routes and things like that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, because I remember you were still kind of saying you were liking James Robinson because I felt like James Robinson was going to be phased out. Yeah, um,
1: that was my issue. I felt like he wasn't going to have enough role right, given right. where he was going so, in drafts.
0: Yeah. So now looking at tra- Travis Etienne now, I still think he is in place to have that receiving role for the team. Um, and we're talking about PPR Leagues, which is the majority of the leagues we play in, I think ETN is still going to have tremendous value. I think the Jaguars are still going to be a team that is going to be coming from behind uh, quite a bit. He still has that rapport with Trevor Lawrence, his college teammate. And, I mean, yeah, we're getting these great reports coming out now, but James Robinson is coming off that major injury. So I see ETN as far as still having value, especially in the fifth round, Regardless of what we're hearing about James Robs, well, I, I think he's going more in the fourth now, Abby. Mm-hmm. Fourth, like early fourth, mid uh, fourth,
1: yeah, late third, early fourth. Okay,
0: okay, it's still kind of high, but you know, definitely not as high as it was. But this before. is a thing, though,
1: you know, because uh, it's not just. It's, we can't just say that he's going in the uh, late third, early fourth. You also have to compare where other players are going around him. Like mm-hmm. the board is tightened up. This is mm-hmm. about as tight as it's going to get as far as like because we're only a couple of literally you know, less than a day away from the NFL season. Like, Mm -hmm. we've gotten all the information that we've gotten, you know, and so ADPs, you know, just kind of everybody's consensus. There's going to be players here or there that we, like, feel are wrong or misappropriately priced, but for the most Mm -hmm. part it's tight. So, like, before, like, if, you know, I would have still taken, like, a Cortland Sutton, a DJ Moore over him, you know, Uh, but now, like, those players are going ahead of him. Right, And I'm looking at, you know, players, you know, next players that I like on the board, I know I'll be able to get in the fourth round. Mm-hmm. So players that I'm not a fan of are getting pushed down and players that I was a fan of are getting pushed up. So.
2: All right. So let's talk about the Ravens for a second. Lamar has given uh, the organization a deadline of Friday. And. Um, to kind of hammer out this contract situation. If he does not get this contract extension, do you guys still feel the same way about Lamar? Do you think he's going to play the same? Oh, my gosh, and, Chris. And, well, like this – I mean, like this matters. <laughs> like he has a lot to risk. I, I mean, like with his playing style, maybe he's not going to be well, running this was your, much. this
1: was your DAC argument. To me, I I approached this No, no, as no, no, like, no.
0: My DAC argument – that's totally different. My DAC argument is that now that he got paid, he's not going to try to show out as much because – he already got his money, and the team themselves are going to probably try to put a little bit more bubble wrap on him, tell him not to go crazy because they've invested so much okay, in him. Okay. This situation with Lamar is actually kind of similar to the situation when Dak had that great season before he got hurt, yeah. or he had that five-game stretch where he went crazy because yep. he was still playing for that contract. But again, the reason why this whole question is annoying to me because nothing's going to change with Lamar, man. No, he's he's Lamar. Lamar. Yeah, he's going to play. He's going <laughs> to be. Lamar. He's going to be who he is. I mean, you can, yeah, number one change, he's
1: just right. you, you can't change your instincts, okay? Uh two, the it offense is based on it, it, him, he's based not, around him running. He's not mm. going to hold out. He's not like, gonna he's hold going to he's going to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's
0: not going to not play as hard because he still wants to show everybody he's the guy. You got to play for that
2: contract. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but the, but the thing is like without that contract, like are you really going like if you feel like a twinge, like if something is, you know, like it's just LA, but, but, like, but Are, are you are really going to push yourself look, the same way?
1: We just watched Deshaun Watson sit out an entire season and be suspended for damn near almost an entire season mm-hmm. and get paid the highest.
2: And that's what's ever up of a QB. But, but the thing about it, a guaranteed contract, so so they clearly yes, don't want to pay him. That but
1: I'm saying, even if he does get hurt, he's still going to get paid.
2: But yeah, but, but it may even, not be the same
1: but, thing.
0: But the problem is, if Lamar goes out there and, and starts to put out bad tape as far as not showing he he's actually putting a full effort. His the value of the contract for him is gonna go down. And I think I he don't just think got so. like I think it he just will. Got, didn't
1: he just get like a Ravens tattoo on his chest? That don't sound yeah, like a he's had that for
0: a while. That's okay. not good. Right. But yeah, it, you're not you're not gonna say you're not gonna say, This is what y'all are willing to pay me. Now I'm gonna just cakewalk the season and yeah. now I I want you to pay me even more. No. If you if you want them to. Why not? because you're you're tanking your value. You know, no, no, but y'all don't have a chi- y'all don't have a choice. Like, get rid they, of me. Then. No, they do have a choice. They can franchise oh. tag
2: him twice. Right, right, and and you see where that happened, and you see how that worked out with Kirk Cousins. Yeah,
0: like they got what.
2: I mean,
0: keep yeah. in mind, keep in mind, if the Ravens have decided they're not going to pay Lamar what he, Lamar wants, then essentially they they already can start to say, let's start to plan for post Lamar.
2: Yeah, I, I don't. So, I don't so if that.
0: you give yourself three years, this year yeah. while he's under contract. Two more franchise years that give you plenty of time to actually find what you're gonna do when Lamar is gone. Because again, they're deciding not to pay him. If they really believe Lamar was the guy, if if they really if they really believe Lamar was the guy that they needed, then they will most likely give him whatever he wants. But there's a, a battle going on, and I actually talked about this with my friends in my group chat earlier today. All of this to me and I'm making an assumption because obviously nobody's been on record, but all of this, honestly, to me, is all about the guarantee part of the contract. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Lamar wants, likely wants a contract that's fully guaranteed Mm -hmm. like Deshaun Watson has. While owners, because I think it's almost to some extent collusion, Mm -hmm. owners are saying, no, that contract was ridiculous. That's an outlier. Mm -hmm. We're not going to use that as a precedent, which Mm -hmm. is really what this boils down to. And we're going to give you a contract more like, what the two other quarterbacks that got paid after Watson got, and mm-hmm.
1: some and really some owners can't do that because they have to like they have to have that money in escrow for like yeah. if it's guaranteed. So some you know not all organizations are Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys. So some of them like
2: may not be able to
1: do that. So I, I you know it'll get worked out.
2: It'll get worked uh, out. Uh, let's stay on the Ravens for a second because in an interview Lamar sort of dropped some news or you know broke news by saying that hey like he hopes to get Dobbins back after a couple of weeks. Do you guys have plans in place? I know that we were talking about um, Mike Davis. How comfortable do you feel starting Mike Davis if you know that J.K. Dobbins is going to be out for a couple of weeks?
1: Um, first week, you know, it really just depends on who I have. But I, if, I, if I needed to start him, uh, I would start him. Or if I felt like, you know, there was a questionable, you know, you, you draft somebody high. Like, say, like, I would – I probably would start Mike Davis over Brees Hall first week. Like, I, I likely would. Uh, I don't necessarily know that I had that choice or because or, I don't really have a lot, a lot of Brees Hall. But, yeah, I think I would start Mike Davis ahead of Brees Hall. Like, mm. uh, it's the better O-line, the better offense. He's going to have more scoring opportunities. And Kenyon Drake just got there. And I disliked Kenyon Drake as a player to begin with. Uh, so, I feel like, you know, in certain situations, I may just take, you know, what I get from Mike Davis and and see where that goes and see where that gets me. He's probably going to be someone I'm going to be hard-pressed to start. I don't have, like, a lot of teams where I feel like I got to throw him in the lineup. But the thing about the Dobbins situation for me is that it may not just be the first week. It may be three or four weeks. Mm -hmm. So what I want to see with Mike Davis, and this may trick you a little bit and you make, you know, things may get a little dicey as weeks move on. But... I want to see kind of what his role is the first week. Like I want to see pretty much for everybody in NFL. Mm-hmm. So. But if I see that he kind of has a certain role, he's getting a certain amount of touches. He looks pretty good because I think I do think he he's a player over a four or five week you know game span that can really provide you some numbers. Then yeah, I'm willing to start him And that offense with Lamar. They're in the, they're they're in the red zone so often that like it doesn't take much for him to fall into the end zone. You just need a TD and he can catch the ball. He can play third down like. Uh, I may start them. I may Let's start play them. a game real quick Wait I need to comment on this no no, yeah. no 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 I
2: want you to comment on this Like like, Alright Mike Davis or Cam Akers In An answer with uh, Who would you start Mike Davis or Cam Akers right now Would I start week one mm-hmm. Mike Davis Alright Mike but Davis. I
0: still have to comment on this whole situation. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Okay. I want you to. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, so Mike, no, so, okay. No, so. Mike Davis so, up Cam Akers. Keep yeah. going. I want to see how far I know, I know, I, know, I, know. I, know. I know, But, I know. but okay, the question you ask is, if Dobbins is gone for these first two weeks, would you feel comfortable starting Mike Davis? First David? few weeks. First few weeks. Would you yeah. feel comfortable starting Mike Davis? And my question to you is, if you didn't feel comfortable, why did you draft him in the first place? Because this is the time when you would play. Yeah. Mike Davis when mm-hmm. the starting running back is out you're not going to play him when he's on the on the bench But know? that's yeah. why I wanted and, to play and, the and, game and, of and, who you're going to sit <laughs> and you know now if you have better options of course you're not going to draft I mean not going to put him the Let's in your go through line. the better options but, 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 if but if you don't but if you don't have better options on your in your yeah. roster and you need somebody to fill that running back role or even yeah. flex role this is literally the time yeah. this is literally what you drafted Mike Davis for because remember what we said last week after that that early stretch of him being the guy. Yeah. We're not even going to really want to roster him. Nah, you know, really because like you, got like yeah. you got Drake there. You got Drake there. You got Justice Hill there who are both uh, going to mm. be pass catching options. And then Gus Edwards is eventually going to come back. I even saw something recently where Gus Edwards said, you know, um, uh, rehab is going great. I'll be back soon. Better than ever. You know, you know, the typical mm-hmm. words, yeah. Yeah. but and, you know, that's irrelevant. But the point I'm making is he's coming back. Yeah. So,
2: you have Mike Davis on your team. All right. You wasted a draft or roster spot. Play the dude. Okay. All right. All right. So if you have Mike Davis, you're starting him over AJ Dillon? No. No. Come on, man. <laughs> All right. Are you well, starting him over ETN? No. You're you, you
0: getting a little too high. Still. Are there. you starting
2: yeah, him you? over Chase Edmonds? No. All right. Montgomery? No. All right, well, then who are you starting? To, if, if, remember, if you drafted yeah. him. But remember, the, remember but, but the question. I'm going down the line. I, remember, what I'm, not Clyde, saying, Clyde. I'm not saying you CH. take
0: somebody that's a good option yeah. out of your starting line to put Mike agreed, Davis Agreed, agreed. What I'm saying is if you if you have a spot where you can put Mike Davis in your lineup and he's a be, the better option, play him. CH. No. Uh, you're naming all these guys mm. that are, that are mm. running back ones on their team. Amari Cooper. I'd probably start him over Cooper. I probably start him up with Ooh, Cooper. Okay, okay. Just because I don't, I don't believe in Brissett. Yeah. And Christian Kirk. I probably start him with uh, Kirk.
1: Really? Yeah. Elijah Moore. No. Okay. I like I'm Elijah Moore. Okay. Mm. Say, I like right, Elijah right. a lot. All right. all right. Okay. But again, again. So we're basically remember, looking at we looking at just to, just to kind of you know tie this you know tie a bow on this. We're looking at like no no don't tie the bow yet. You named the one guy. <laughs> no, no. Say thing, but I got I gotta <laughs> say one more thing though. So go
0: ahead.
2: I'm just
1: saying, you know, if we're starting him over those guys right now, we're kind of looking at like a seven to eighth round value week by week, you know, because you you know guys that just starting him over guys that are going in the sixth and seventh round.
0: Okay, but I, but you again, know. what I said was if you drafted him, <laughs> mm-hmm, this is what you drafted him for. Otherwise, yeah. you wasted a draft. A draft pick, and that goes back to like draft psychology.
1: That's why that's why there are certain players that I don't draft. People will always ask me, "Do you like this guy? Do you like this guy?" This is why I don't have a like, a lot of players like Brandon Ayuk. Doesn't mm-hmm. have it, to me. it Doesn't have anything to do it's with Ayuk be as a player. To start it's like yeah. for me personally. Some people, mm-hmm. some people will just you put a to put player him like him that. In your lineup. Yeah, some people are fine putting that guy in the lineup, knowing they can kind of you know deal with the uh, peaks and valleys. Mm-hmm. But to me, like his end of like season uh, mm-hmm. total points and then obviously points per a game like it's not high enough for me to take that risk right where I can do that with someone like a DK Metcalf so I'm like why put that pressure on myself well if you
0: did draft Ayuk yeah and say your wide receivers went down you have to play him because yeah. that's what you drafted him for that's what I'm saying like but that, I, that's why team yeah. building is so important yeah. like don't just yeah. randomly draft guys just because they're pulling up on ADP yeah. or somebody or draft to him later. them
1: later like I will draft Ayuk later once yeah, I yeah. feel mm-hmm. comfortable but, when but I Mike w- Davis people would draft yeah.
0: him you know what 15 to mm-hmm. 19th round yeah. yeah, this is the time to play him. This this is when those. I mean, unless you're just trying to again play defense. Now, if that's the case, okay, I get it. You just don't want another team having him on their roster. Yeah. Um, but if you draft him with the expectation to eventually utilize him, mm-hmm. this is the situation. Like, yeah, yeah. it doesn't get any better than this.
2: All right, so let's talk about um, Antonio. Bo- bow tie. G- <laughs> what a bow tie! Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about Antonio Gibson for a second. Um, his situation has kind of changed, yeah, Brian Robinson, yeah. unfortunately. He might be going too late these days. Um, gets shot in the leg. It, now now we've gotten reports that says that it's in the glute and in his leg. Still no timetable for, for him to return. Um, how do you guys feel about starting Antonio Gibson now that Robinson is not behind him, at least for this first week? Do you guys feel any differently about him?
0: I feel like he's a great start. Mm. I feel like it's a great start because I think they're playing the Jaguars this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Jaguars have an improved defense. They drafted quite a few star guys. The number one pick was a defensive guy, obviously, mm-hmm. but um, they're still a team that's most likely the underdog. Mm-hmm. And, you know, usually running backs on favorites tend to do well. Yeah. Now, that's not the only reason. Um uh, second reason is he's been the starting running back there. There's familiarity as far as holding that role down. McKissick has not been a guy that has typically done main running back duties and there's no other guy there to split the pie it's just between those two guys now of course yeah. they got somebody there and it's probably somebody i don't even realize is on the team i think jared patterson was released or when, yeah. yeah. so he's not there so somebody's there that you know I'm unless just he not got aware picked up on a
1: practice squad which is
0: yeah but um, at the moment it's just the gibson and mckissick show and the goal line carries and the between the tackle carries most likely are going to go to Gibson. And the value that you can get Gibson at at the moment is so late now because people really haven't adjusted the the drop in values ever since the Brian Robinson news came out. I think you can get him really late, and, and if you need to utilize him this week, he's a good – I think he's actually a great play. I think he's a great play. Um, yeah, so I just, yeah, I just
1: I just drafted Brian Robinson, like, pretty late, and – we, I, we don't know if he's really going to play. Um, I think he's going to play at some point. I do think so. I think, you know, the, you know, the bullet missing ligaments and bones and things like that, I think yeah. he'll play, but you, but you don't. But this kind of goes to your point about Antonio Gibson. Now, I will say this. Like, I've been more excited now and have drafted more J.D. McKissick now mm-hmm. than I did pre. Oh, you late. Pre. Yeah, you late. Well, the, well, before I did not like the idea of Gibson,
0: three McKissick, man, three and Brian three Robinson. Robinson. Yeah. Like
1: I, I did not want to deal with that. But when there's only two now, now I like it. And it's always hard to figure out what's gonna happen in game. But this, yeah, this is a game that they should win. Yeah. So, this is a game where I could see like Gibson either falling into the end zone or grinding mm-hmm. it out a, a, mm-hmm. a tad bit. Right. Like, if they were playing the Chiefs, like, I'd be smashing yeah, McKissick. Be a, yeah, it'd be a McKissick game. And right. I, but I still do think, I still do think uh, that McKissick is still actually a pretty good play this week. I, oh, I yeah, really I, do think. It, like, I think because he's one of those guys, like, they're going to design touches for him. We, you know, even though Wentz doesn't check it down as much, like, they paid him that much money, yeah. and they trust him. Yeah. I d- you know There may not be a trust factor there with Gibson just yet. So I don't think it's necessarily a lock that Gibson just gets a lot of touches because I've seen them give J.D. McKissick carries.
0: Well, it, yeah. so first of all, we need to figure this out. If it's a two-man backfield, yeah. they're both great plays. Yeah. Gibson, because I think he's going to be the first runner. And I'm saying this, and I would not be surprised whatsoever if the first, first runner back that's trotted out this Sunday is McKissick. I wouldn't be surprised. Gibson could be that much in the doghouse, and we just yeah. don't even realize it yet. But
1: he better not be returning kickoffs. <laughs> on <punks>. I, think <laughs> I think they still have him returning kicks. So, um, check that but up. until <laughs> I
0: hear I hear anything different, um, and again, if it's still a two man backfield, I, I think both of them are great plays. Um, McKissick, I wouldn't mind playing regardless of the situation because Gibson fumbles once. It's the yeah. McKissick show the rest of the game. Yeah, like yeah. like it's not even a question, you know. Uh, and McKissick is going to get that pass work, like you said. They 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 paid him a good amount of money and they stole him away from Buffalo. Like that's how much and, they valued him. And, so, and
1: real talk, we need to figure out who the RB two slash three is for the uh, Commanders.
0: RB three, man, stop being disrespectful. <laughs> uh, so so yeah, I think they're both great. Players. I I've, I've actually drafted a lot of McKissick. Mm-hmm. A long time ago because I always felt like he was going to be the only one to get that passing down work. Um, mm-hmm. And I was just looking at his numbers in the past. And McKissick has had a pretty f- good floor in the games that he's played. Um,
1: Jonathan Williams. Ooh. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ooh. Man, he Ooh. He okay, anything. okay. I mean, you, I've seen, you've seen some flashes. Man, like, it's Jonathan Williams one fumble away. I mean, I think he's two fumbles
0: away, <laughs> or two or a fumble and an injury away. Yeah. I, I mean, Jonathan Williams has never really done anything yeah. He's not yeah. anybody I'm not really worried about. Yeah. Talent-wise, it's still going to definitely be Gibson. But, again, it, Gibson makes a mistake, obviously. Yeah. I guess, it's, the, yeah,
1: more so like radar. Because, you know, Gibson isn't the most, like, sturdy back. So, yeah, that's most of on the radar.
0: Happen, so, yeah.
2: yeah. So, Chase Edmonds, I was just looking, like he just posted – uh, this gif, what five hours ago? But this <sighs> this gif about you know like him not really being injured because I was in a draft, bro. No, no, I no wait,
0: like, wait, wait, wait. Finish say what you're saying. Yeah.
2: So, like, about him not really being injured because what well, he's saying, he's not really injured, yeah. Because reports came out that he, that he, he posted the Trump gift, you can't uh, see yeah. my face, but you know, the Trump, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah basically, okay. it's like, oh, so I'm injured oh, because you can't, you can't ignore okay. groin now. Remember when we had the discussion, it was about, limited though,
0: but remember we had the Rashad Penny discussion some weeks back, yeah, and it was a groin injury. And I told y'all, man, don't worry about it, we're still weeks away, it's no big deal, and I was right, you know, literally, you all almost forgot all about that discussion, but now that. We're days away, yeah. Groin because, like you were saying, then a mm-hmm. groin is no, you know, no laughing matter. Yeah, I pulled yeah, a that's groin. Man. That,
1: that can linger. You don't never want to pull a groin, yeah. Man. yeah. We're,
0: we're days away now, but he was limited, also. So, I feel mm-hmm. like if it
1: was like serious, serious, like you wouldn't be limited.
0: He might have injured it during the, the practice, though. I uh, man, I don't know if he injured during the practice and he had to leave mid practice, then that would I mean, I'm looking at the gift. And yeah. it's actually right below your. Uh, I, I, now, uh, I didn't see that tweet. I didn't see that tweet. So below my tweet, <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's right below your tweet. Oh, really? <laughs> but uh, you what know, did I tweet today? Okay, yeah, but um, I, that's good news though. That, that's yeah. actually good news yeah, yeah. because I was a little concerned. Yeah, so
1: I'll say I was in a draft like when that news dropped, or like I think it dropped maybe about an hour, and I'm just sitting here and I'm praying. I'm like, man, please, like let. Everyone in my draft, like, you know, see this dude, and he didn't fall. He didn't fall, not even a little bit. So. Oh,
0: man. The news don't move that fast, man. Come on, man. Was it a slow draft?
1: No, it was hey, a fast. Man,
0: people are not looking at the news while they're I wanted oh, to put yeah, it. Yeah. I wanted yeah. to put it in like, a If You were not drafting look hear, on Twitter. Like, about check <laughs> it up <laughs> on like,
1: my, my pick is coming. I got yeah. us. Any new news? No, man. That would have been too obvious, right, if I would have been no, like, you y'all, put seen it, the, yeah. y'all seen the <laughs> That would have been too obvious? <laughs> that's what you should have done. Guys I, feel that, you know, like, I feel like board, if somebody like, posted something like that, I would draft that player out of no, spite. You, know what you, would, you should have been like,
0: oh, no, Chase Edmonds. That's what you have done right
1: there. Exclamation point like six times. Right, right, right oh, yeah. People, yeah. Would have, people would have went crazy. Actually, that's a good way that I should have done yeah, that. Yeah, All yeah. right. Sorry Let's for this time.
2: So the league, the NFL season officially starts tomorrow. In FFPC, you get sort of like a free look tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, when people
0: don't take advantage of enough. Really? I think last year when we started talking about it, I don't think a lot of people were aware. Because hmm. yeah. remember I told you first? I told you. I was aware. No, no, no. Maybe it was the year before that. It yeah. was a Texans game. Probably the
1: year before that, yeah. It was a
0: Texans. I told you, and yeah. you didn't know. Yeah. You were like, damn, for real? And I think you wanted to find out, and then we yeah. found out. And I don't think anybody knew, right? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, Abby. Don't tell nobody. <laughs> yeah. What did Abby don't do? Say it. <laughs> don't say. What did Abby, Abby do? Don't about this. <laughs> it went right onto the
2: pot. Yeah. Then other people
0: started talking about it, but now I think it's more. Com- I-, I still don't think everybody knows. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's a lot more common because yeah. I think that year with the Texans Chiefs, uh, I think that might have been the first year they did it. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. That's low key why I had like so much Devin Singletary because I was I still kind of like liked the play, but I was like, mm-hmm. you know what. Kind of in the same tier as some of these guys. Let yeah, me just take yeah, them in yeah. the seventh, eighth, ninth round at times. Like yeah. you know, you know so, what's
0: crazy? The 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 teams playing in this first look game, mm-hmm. the players or the weapons they have on their team are all such great weapons that mm-hmm. people are just going to draft them regardless yeah. about whether it's a first look option or not. Yeah. So it really wasn't as beneficial this year as it was last
2: year that's see, why it's
1: the later guys so to me it's like the guys like the tyler Higbees. yeah mm-hmm. it and was there
2: van, van jefferson for me but yeah. mm-hmm. oh man i had you to drop so much happened. van i sort of see it the opposite way though like i sort of attach like my waiver wire that way it's like hey since i get a free look let me pick up you know a guy from you know buffalo or from the rams and let me start in waivers up. yeah like yeah. in waivers and then plug him in and I mean, there's it's not same, a lot it's the same he thing just, you know like he just evade yeah. yeah. it's, a, it's a the same car. thing yeah. it's the yeah. same you thing you picked up
1: Lance Percussion's Hell no! <laughs>
0: somebody, I thought somebody asked you on Twitter the other day about one of the Rams you you drafted. When the I don't even know these wide receivers for the Rams' names. Uh, well, I just I, I, just, I, I, just I haven't heard even that gave them respect enough life. to actually. Cause I'm it's like <laughs> some like weird like at, spelling name. I'm looking right? at
1: Tutu Atwell and mm-hmm. Ben Skoranek. and I just Skoranik, Skoranik, remember, yeah. And mm-hmm. I just remember Ben Skoranek dropping like wide open passes. I'm like, and just looking at him like dude, yeah, this dude. Wait, it's another dude. In right? the Lance, Early drafts
2: man. like Isaiah McKenzie is still available. There's another dude for the Rams, right? Lance. Something McCutcheon? That's what I'm talking yeah. about, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I picked him, you know, it's 20th, because I can pick him up in the
1: 20th round. Because at this point, like, the board has been pushed up. There's just, like, not a lot in the 20th round. Mm-hmm. Not a lot. So much so that I'm, like, drafting defenses and kickers earlier. Normally, I would, like, wait till 19th, 20th. But the draft has been just so dried up that there's not a lot of guys that I'm, like, willing to, like, or, like, wanting to pick up. Or guys that I don't think I can pick up on, like, a second waiver right. run. So, I'm like, you know what? Let me take a shot at this Thursday night game. And so, you if hit... to him for the first look? Like oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Got, this okay. is this okay. has got like, he will get dropped after Like, you're not Thursday. looking at his long-term no, 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 okay. no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Unless, I mean, if he balls out, though, you know, I may hold on, you know, another week. I mean, if he scores a touchdown. Because, really, the, my whole thought process behind Van Jefferson was that the Bills' secondary is weak. Uh, they're weak. They're starting they're potentially starting a rookie. They're missing Tredavious White. Mm-hmm. Like, and... You know, they have a pretty decent, like, front, you know, defensive front. And then when you look at the uh, the Rams, they're weak in their running game. Mm-hmm. Like, their line is, you know, you know, somewhat weak, but they're strong with their receivers and yeah. their quarterback. So, if they're going to, like, be competitive in this game, and if I'm thinking I'm, you know, McVay-like, it's got to be through the air, and I'm just thinking, like, you always see Van Jefferson. Like, there's a couple plays here, and I think he did it last year as well, like, streaking down like the middle of the field, like on a deep post, yeah, uh, just like wide open, you know, for play action pass because people are paying attention to, you know, the other two wide receivers, you yeah. know, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup at the time. So whoever that wide receiver is on that play, if he can like, you know, if he, you know, he goes two for 70 and a touchdown, like, yeah. boom, that's a starter right there.
0: Okay. So let me tell y'all a good way to play this first look stuff, right? The way I would recommend. Oh, I'm not gonna give it so they can use it now. This is, this is for the next future year. reference. Yeah, <laughs> file it away. Yeah, file it <laughs> away. Right. The way. best a good. I'm not gonna say the best way, but a good way of playing this, and this is you kind of going off the wall with with the way you do things is. Yeah. Um, if you can, or in that first wave waiver wire run, draft both kickers. Draft, or if you can, and this is if you have the roster space. Say you have some bums on your team. Draft both kickers. Consider drafting the defenses. Consider drafting some wide receiver threes, running back twos, running back threes. Yeah. Once the game plays out, if one of the kickers goes off, keep that kicker. Yeah. If both kickers are are trash or both defenses are trash, drop them on the waiver wire run for Sunday. Hmm. That's how you really get a good first look. Not so much filling in the players that are being drafted anyways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but these players that nobody's drafting, that you don't care whether you have them on your team or not, all, you, all you're doing is getting that one first week. Yeah. That kicker gives you 14 points. Yeah, and, and, in it. all
1: honesty, the majority of the draft, you should not be basing it off the first week like, let me no, take no, no, this guy no, higher.
0: No. no, this is more so if... If you draft it early, you're probably gonna no, drop. No, you're you. probably gonna yeah. drop these players, and you're like, you know what? I don't know yeah. who to pick up. Kind of like when you were yeah. talking about McCutcheon. Is that his yeah. name? McCutchenson or something?
1: Mm-hmm. Lance McCutchen. Yeah.
0: McCutchen. Okay. I think it's McCutcheon. So, somebody yeah. like him, a good play. Of course, he's not there. Draft the kickers because it's not going to be every year. The first game of the season is going to be one of the two highest yeah. potential offenses. Yeah. I think last year was was it the Dallas Bucks? Yeah. last year, mm-hmm. and the year before that, again Texans Chiefs. Yeah, so, that, that
1: Dallas Bucks, man, that caused. Who I think Amari Cooper like was going like in the second round at times. Yeah, after mm-hmm. the game, yeah. right?
0: But before the game, he's going a good value. Yeah. So again, take advantage of those the, that first look, man, because you could really. And again, it, there's no there's no risk. Yeah, if they're nothing. they if they're no good, just drop them on the next
2: waiver wire run. Yeah. All right. So guys, for our last topic, I kind of want to talk about. Like, just projecting out to the future. Right, because yeah, like, this is
0: the finale. I don't even pe- think people know that. Oh, we ain't yeah, doing yeah. this so, next week. So, like this is our last <laughs> We ain't doing this next week.
2: Get it in right now. <laughs> getting in, we're getting in the lab. Uh, so, this is going to be our last episode going forward. Let's project out a bit. Mm-hmm. We'll probably do another episode first quarter to talk about those, you know, like the first like four did, games, yeah. right? We'll do it like we did last year. Who maybe. do you think is going to be maybe. Maybe. Yeah. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> who do you who, who do you think is going to be the surprise player of this first quarter? Someone that no one is really thinking about but who's going to like really emerge as a top player in fantasy right now. That's a hard one. Not for me. I got a couple. Who you got? uh wide
1: receiver mm-hmm. uh sudden uh is, is my guy uh, i think he's someone who could like really explode uh tight end uh mm-hmm. najoku uh i think you know that's kind of been my dark horse uh for a good majority um and then running back wise uh no secret chase edmonds mm-hmm. and or mostard Okay, I just think mm. that that backfield in general, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna add in one more wide receiver. He's not going late or anything, but people have just been kind of scared to draft him, so he just kind of settled in at the back end of the second round, and that's Tyreek Hill. So mm. it's really that Miami offense. I think uh, is one that, I mean, you, you, everything that I'm hearing, it, it, the pieces that are in play, mm-hmm. you know, the coach, the system. Uh, it just seems to all fit together for this offense to really potentially explode. Mm. Uh, so I, I've been just like trying to like get one, some piece of that offense. You know, yeah. if I can't get Chase Edmonds. Let me try to get Mostert. You know, let me try to get Tyreek Hill. Let me even like reach for him for a little bit. Let me not be scared to draft him at the back end or midsecond. Um, so that's been an offense that I've been getting in. I, I don't have really much, if any, waddle, uh, which may be a mistake. Uh, but. You know, he's just going so high. So, th- those, those are my guys uh, as far as kind of, you know, guys that may show out.
2: All right. Daya?
0: So, for me, I like um, – I guess I don't have specific players names-wise, but I have, you know, groups of players, specifically the rookie wide receivers. I think this whole draft season they were going way too late. Mm-hmm. Um, these rookie wide receivers, once we actually see them on the field in competitive action, you're going to realize how much we've undervalued them. We're talking about your Wanda Robinsons, your Jahan Dotsons, mm-hmm. your Traylon Burks, maybe even Drake Lenny, even though I think he's the highest wide re- uh, mm-hmm. rookie wide receiver going. All these rookies, Romeo Dobbs, George Pickens, all these guys, the only reason their value is so low is because we haven't seen them out on the field yet. Once they stake their claim as far as being the number one wide receiver or number two wide receiver, once they dominate in those roles, their value is going to shoot up. I mean, mm-hmm. you can look yeah. at the way we're drafted now compared to guys that were – in the NFL draft last year. Jamar Chase, uh, Kadarius Toney. Yeah. Uh, You know, players like that. Who else am I forgetting? Uh, I don't even remember what other rookie wide receivers were last year. But these guys are going a fair amount higher now, all because we finally were able to see them on the field. Um, So I think those guys by week three, week four, and I don't know which one. I'm not Mm going to say this specific guy is going to be the one. But I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, a few of them End up showing out quite a bit. Um the next is going to be in, again a group of players.
2: But no, like give us some specifics. Like that's too safe. A group of players. Well, You're I mean right? I could, he's, yeah. trying to, he's trying to hedge. <laughs> right, right, no, no, right. Not really a hedge, but <laughs> we're not gonna hold you to it. <laughs> this this mean, a just give episode, us a game, every, every everybody's
0: <laughs> situation is unique, so I, I can't really I know, say but this we're projecting player. out. I know we're projecting out. But but I'm not gonna hold you. I'm not gonna hold no, you. No, but it has to be a group, because I see them all the same. I see them all just like the w- rookie wide receivers. I don't see any difference between Dotson and, and Wandell. They're they're pretty much the same type of person. Okay. And same thing can be said about these second-string running backs that are, I still think you can get extremely late, like your Dontrell Hillier. Like, okay, mm-hmm. Hillier is one. I like right. Hillier. I like Eno's role. I think mm-hmm. these are guys that we know they're not gonna be the workhorse, but the workhorse in front of them is not gonna take all the snaps and all the carries. Mm -hmm. And these are guys that are going to be the next man up, and they're going extremely late. Like, these are guys that you can actually play when you're in a pinch, Mm -hmm. you know, right now. And if an injury occurs, because I mentioned something uh, on Twitter a week ago, this is the first offseason I can recall where there was not a major injury to any Mm -hmm. high-end running back. You know, because mm-hmm. the, the big thing about zero running back is you try to take these high and wide receivers mm-hmm. and you, you kind of bet on the fragility, fragility of the running back position. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to get hurt and one of those late running backs would be able to supplant that value. While and again, going last year, we saw it happen with Akers going down, mm-hmm. Dobbins going down, ETN going down. These are guys that were drafted high. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you have this, you know, this coal on your roster. Yeah. Um, those injuries that we expected in the offseason are gonna probably occur mm-hmm. in the first week of the season. and these guys I just mentioned. I really do think so. Their I value is going agree. to skyrocket up. Yeah. Sky skyrocket up. So so though cause I and I'm mentioning them because I think we kind of forgot about these backup running backs. You yeah. know. Um All right. I, I would I would definitely try to keep stacking them. As far as tight ends, you mm-hmm. mentioned a fair amount of tight ends. Conklin, y'all know is my dude. He's yeah. always gonna be my dude. Janu Smith. Uh, uh, Mo Ali Cox uh, Brevin Jordan uh, I, I'm hesitant to, to even bring his name up But I think If Brevin Jordan can Can come into his own as far as You know Because he's going to get the opportunity mm-hmm. That's the thing He's going to get the opportunity Which is why I'm bringing him up But If he doesn't take advantage of it He's going to fall into the abyss But if he does mm-hmm. He's going to be pretty good value as well Um and as far as the quarterbacks, Mariota, I think, is a guy mm. that could be – if he keeps the job, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way I expect him to use his legs, mm-hmm. he has Konami code written all over him. Yeah, They're most likely going to be losing a lot of games, which means he's going to need to throw the ball a lot as well. So now you're getting Konami code running as well as garbage time stat padding. Yeah, You know, he's a guy that's probably undrafted. So, all those guys there, um, defensive-wise, don't sleep on the Lions, don't sleep on the Texans. um, And kickers, a kicker is a kicker, go follow Linda. Uh,
1: (laughs) Lutz, Lutz for the kicker.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I like Elliott with Philly.
0: Don't sleep on that Browns kicker, man, Katie Ork. I like what Mm -hmm. I've seen. I mean, he was drafted in the fourth round. Ain't too many kickers that are drafted. I
2: just don't know if they're going to be in the red zone too much uh, with the (laughs) – Maybe they, they might have a hard time
0: punching it in. I mean, this guy can kick. From deep, like, they can have an offense
2: We're like, hey, just get to the 40. (laughs) Just give us the kick. That's we'll take it.
1: You only need two 60-yard field goals. Yeah.
2: Uh, All right, guys. Like, before we head out, uh, let's give some thanks, shout-outs to people who we know in the fantasy community who has helped us with the pod, just helped us, you know, like, had us on their show. Uh, this season. Uh, specifically, I do want to give thanks to the guys at Go District yeah. um, because uh, there were a couple episodes where I think we streamed and they kind of helped me kind of, you know, do the technology portion on that. So I really yeah. appreciate that. Those guys are always gracious and helpful. Uh, like yes, an podcast, uh, community. So, would you guys have any uh, shout outs for the season?
1: Yeah, Go District, uh, shout out, uh, Muzio. Uh, thanks oh, for the yeah, uh, Shout out to Muzio. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, Thanks for allowing us to be a part of the uh, best ball attorney. Uh, mm-hmm. We uh, uh, very, very much appreciate it. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Tejas uh, and Fanup. Uh, you know, I think we're going to start talking about that, or at least I will start talking about that uh, format. Mm-hmm. Uh, something very unique uh, for drafters who are just kind of looking for a different type of competition that is not saturated uh, with analysis, saturated with players who are, you know, entering multiple lineups and have sort of kind of the system figured out. Uh, you know, it's a very unique format, in my opinion, with a, a good payout, uh, with not a, you know, significantly like high rate uh, and it's fun and easy. So check out the uh, app Fan Up. Um, also uh, would like to give a shout out basically to all of the listeners, all the fo- followers. Um, yeah. You know, we do this mostly for fun. Uh, mm-hmm. We're not charging anybody anything. You know, every day we joke and laugh about like, uh, you know. It, it, we we find it odd that people actually listen to us <laughs> We find it odd that like, you know, uh, you know, we're getting downloads uh, And this is a second year for us doing it. Uh, it's been a huge learning curve We've learned a lot this year mm-hmm. uh, and I think we have some like really really amazing ideas for next year And you know one thing I you know, I know we all like to kind of keep some of the info to ourselves but uh, you know, I really would appreciate at least if we can kind of expand and you know uh increase our followers, mm-hmm. so you know if you're following, please share maybe not necessarily I guess the people in your league if you don't want, but please share it to as many people as you can uh like subscribe, just you know say, hey, you know uh these are some guys who are like uh you know if we helped you out, if we didn't help you out, obviously just you know unfollow, but <laughs> <laughs> if we did help you out, you know share you know share, share the pod uh you know anything that we can try to do to grow uh it'll also help us kind of uh you know, better our format, uh, and better our pods for you guys uh, moving forward.
2: Mm.
0: For me, I, I just shout out the listeners.
2: You know, it's really yeah. That that's shout out to, to nobody. You just I just shout <laughs> out the <to> listeners. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's really really I just shout out a whole nobody. group <laughs> All of right, people. Right, yeah. no, right. Oh, real, uh, shout well, out. one last shout out. Yeah, I'm giving my shout I, out. Damn. I forgot. You know you like, you give me No, for real, shout out to the viewers and the listeners.
0: Really we do it for y'all. We're not really doing it for any other experts we're not we're really not even doing it for people that are good at fantasy mm-hmm. well me personally i i'm trying to do it for people that you know aren't in the know that want to get that edge you mm-hmm. know they want to even get involved with fantasy in the, you know in the early stages because you know i think this is a, a fun game where you know when people play it and they actually understand certain aspects of it certain certain skill sets you know mm. it can take them a long way and yeah. it could be profitable you know there's not everybody that's in the high stakes realm like we are i didn't start off in the high stakes realms i had to kind of be pulled in by abby um but you know it's it's really one of those things where you know you just get into the pool and just you know it, it's nice you know it's not something that's something you can't do um so you know I appreciate people listening. I appreciate people watching. Like Abby said, it's always weird for us to kind of sit back and think people are actually listening to our shows because, I mean, we're just talking football, just like everybody else out there just probably talking football. Uh, We're talking about the way we view things, which can be right or wrong. Uh, I don't really think being right or wrong is really as important as just having a process and just kind of being able to think things through, being able to bounce ideas with people that think a little different than you, just so you can, you know, you know, realize they are wrong, but realize, you know, a different way of viewing things. So, uh, yeah, so that's my shout out right there. Also, shout out to my mom, my dad, sisters, my frat brothers, all cousins, right, white right, kids, everybody. Yeah, all
2: right. yeah. All right, guys, that's our season finale uh, for this season. <laughs> trying to get us in trouble. <laughs> right, right. Shout out <laughs> right. to family, friends, real ones, <laughs> <love laughs> significant other. Like. <laughs> Please uh, like, rate, subscribe. We're out. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs>